So I don't know what the hell is up with Street Fighter Six, but it doesn't look very appealing to me. I mean, it like it looks like it's just Street Fighter with hip hop. It's very it's strange. I don't understand it. It's not even cool. It doesn't look like it's super cool. It's like it's just Street Fighter with hip hop and graffiti. Yeah, bud, what's up? It's like it's from the nineties. It's like we're two thousand and twenty-two. What the fuck are you gonna do? Why? Like what? What? Why? Why? I'm at the opposite end of it because, like, coincidentally enough, right before that, and like I was talking to like a, a mutual friend. Um, so I don't say his real name on here. E, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Mortal Kombat. We were talking about conquest mode. It looks like they have some type of conquest mode in there that's kind of intriguing. Me. Dude, this shit is gonna fucking suck. Like, everything about it, and like, this is actual gameplay. Everything about it is gonna suck. It looks like, I lied to you not, it's just like, oh, we just updated the graphics and threw it to the 90s. Like, if it actually progressed, like, fucking progressed, and with the times, and like, okay, guys, we're gonna do something now. It's like, fine. They're like, no, we're gonna go back to the hip-hop of the 90s with with the, hey, dude, bro, what's up, bro? Wow, graffiti. It's like, none of that stuff is relevant right now. None of that is relevant. This is what you decided to do to present your motherfucking game. This is what it is. Like, that immediately turned me off. And then watching it was like, yeah, I mean, it's a little upgrade, a little this and that. But that right there immediately just immediately eviscerated all hopes of going, you know, this is actually good. And the fact that you have to... Like, the dude is fucking, like, an actual Street Fighter. An actual Street Fighter. This is one thing that I actually joked about. One of things is actually make a Street Fighter. This is an actual Street Fight, and then you have to become... Dude, nobody... I actually want a fighting game. Like, there's no fighting games that have ever been out on a fucking PS5, and there hasn't been one in a couple years. Just give me a fucking fighting game. I don't want to do any of the extra bullshit. You want to give me that? Give me that in the fucking other game. I want a fighting game. A real fighting game. Just give that to me. Give me give me a fighting game. Give me some real shit. This, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of done. I'm kind of fucking done. I'm kind of fucking done. It, it doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't appeal to me. You give me a real fighting game, an actual fighting game with nothing that I have to do with side quests. You have to do the side quests to unlock this. You have to do the side quests to unlock this. No. No. I don't want any of that. I, I don't want any of that. We had that dumb shit fucking fucking goddamn DC fucking whatever the fuck that game was. That that deserved to die. That deserved to get shot in the head and die. That shit is horrible. And I guess they're making a part three, but they need they need to burn that. End it now. End it now. End it now. Like there's no reason for oh, you have to play through the game to get these characters. Fam. I just want a fighting game. Just give me a fighting game. Give me a fighting game. I don't want to do story mode. I don't want to do a fucking story mode where I have to sit through and learn, oh, well, this person fell off a cliff and you have to help him up. And that's how you get this person. If I wanted an RPG game, I would play RPG games all the time and be like, wow, this is the greatest fucking thing in the world. I don't want that. I want an actual fighting game. Give me fighting. Fighting game. Fighting game. I know somebody's going to be like, well, what about Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat is so goddamn big with a fucking story that you can't undo it. It's like, well, I mean, fuck it. It's a, it's a goddamn story, and it like, fuck it. Everything else, Street Fighter, it should be street fighting. It should literally be fight after fight, fight after fight, fight after fight, 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 fight. fight. That's what it should be. 
It's always been that. It's been, hey, you want to fight? Let's go to the next place. You want to fight here? Let's go to the next place. That's what Street Fighter is. Not this bullshit fancy, oh, let's tell a story like Mortal Kombat. You're not Mortal Kombat. That's why you're two distinct different places. Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter is just fight, fight, fight. Mortal Kombat is like, I'm going to tell a story and kill a bunch of people. That's a, it's a two different stories. Just, just give me, give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Fuck it. You know what? It's, it's, it's been too much raining this fucking week, so I'm just going to tone it down. But fuck, get, just give me a real fighting game and not with the 90s crap because it's fucking 2022. Stop. Stop. God damn. But I, I actually liked it. So. All right. Well, yeah, I, did, I, I didn't, but congrats to you. So we're here to talk about wrestling, and we're going to talk about that. Probably other yes. stuff, because, like, I hate wrestling now. But, yeah, we're going to talk about wrestling. But, yeah. I fucking hate wrestling. Like, I hate wrestling. I literally hate wrestling. I literally hate... I hate doing a job that I'm supposed to love. I hate it. I hate coming in here every fucking week and reporting on something that it's... I should be loving this. Like, every week I should get up and go, oh, my God, I love wrestling. And... People have been strangling my love for wrestling, just killing it, punching it in the face, literally just like, all right, we're at the final blow. We're going to get you. And that's where it's at. That's where it's at. I'm about to just fucking quit wrestling altogether and like just come in here and rant on other shit because there's no fucking way that that wrestling is fucking fine to me. But if I did that, no one would have any information of like, oh, this is where this is going. Oh, this is where this is going. This is this is that story. Blah 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 blah. This connects to this. This connects to that. Because not everybody fucking pays attention and understands, so it wouldn't work. But at the same time, I hate this. I hate. I hate. 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 Hate doing this. I hate watching wrestling. I literally have not fucking had fun enjoying myself watching wrestling. I hate this. I hate this so fucking much. This is the worst thing in the world. I fucking despise this. But I'm still going to fucking cover it because it's a podcast, but I fucking despise wrestling. I fucking hate it. And it's not just the fans that have made it this way. It's wrestling itself has fucking made it this way. I fucking despise it. I fucking despise it. This is not me doing a work shoot. This is not me being that. I fucking actually despise it. I hate fucking just wrestling, period. I fucking hate it. Okay? Okay. And I know somebody out there is like, well, what about New Japan? You, you say you love that. That's, it's on an island. It's literally on a fucking island. And that's where an island should be. And that's where it should stay. Because it's on an island. In islands, you just stand alone by themselves. So, yeah, fuck. So, yeah, buddy, what, uh, what do you want to talk about in wrestling? Uh, I guess New Japan, since, like, put you in a better mood. Well, the best of the Super Juniors, by the time you hear this, will be over because... 
Desperado and Hiromu will face each other in the finals of the best of the Super Junior Tournament. So, there you go. Oh, they're already in the finals? Oh, shit. <laughs> and with the New Japan stuff, I guess you can't overlook Hiroshi Tanahashi will be facing CM Punk at Forbidden Door. So, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm not particularly excited about it. I know people are like, wow, this is great. This is great. I have a love-hate relationship with Tanahashi. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he's a dope person. I just felt like when I was watching it and he was being pushed, he was the John Cena of New Japan. And you don't really accept the John Cenas until they're gone. And Tanahashi's been there forever, and it's not like he's ever left. So I haven't had that turn of the corner where I'm like, I fully accept you and think that you're like the greatest because he is. He, he's really up there. He is the greatest, but also he has that John Cena effect, and I'm just like, eh. I don't, I don't like heroes. Heroes need to die, and that's how I feel about the Tanahashi character. Okay. Who'd you rather um, punk face instead? I mean, this is the this is the perfect this is the perfect out because like no matter what people say about oh punk is this and that punk is not leveled up enough to be facing a new Japan wrestler and go oh my god he can hang he's not leveled up that way. Punk has been gone for seven years. He hasn't been in a ring, and he hasn't been killing it like this. Like I said, you give Punk a couple more years, or probably like a couple more months, he might be able to get back into ring shape where he could go full on and face Okada and be a fucking 36 gazillion star dream match. Yeah, that could happen. But right now... He doesn't have that. And for goddamn sure, Tanahashi is going to fucking carry that bitch to whatever you think is a five-star match. Because there's no way that Tanahashi is going to get in that ring and be like, all right, well, uh, no, that sucks. Tanahashi fucking makes everybody look good and fucking teaches you while he's doing it. And I feel like if Punk wrestles Tanahashi, he'll come out on the other side and be like, oh, shit, I done picked up some that I should use in my... And my matches and the way I should wrestle and the way I should think, maybe this should be the way I go from now on and kind of leave that version of CM Punk behind. Because boy, oh boy, this fucking version of CM Punk, I know that like, I know that he's saying that like, no, it's just a one-time thing. Dude, you fucked up two buckshots and then this fucking six man, you fucked up a springboard clothesline. And it's like, bro, I know that you're trying, but you should change up your style. Fucking change up your style. So, yeah, him versus Tanahashi is perfect. Yeah. I mean, as long as it makes make Punk better, you know what I mean? Tanahashi doesn't need to get better. Punk does. Yeah. So, it's, AEW started out with a six-man FTR and Punk versus Guns and Max Caster. And it was a match. I'm not going to say it was like, oh, it was like this really fun match. It was a match. It started. It happened. Like, FTR and Punk won. Punk fell. And 
he apologized to fans when he went for an elbow. Was like, I'm sorry, I fell. I'm like, dude, maybe you should just stop trying. Cause like, you fucked up the buckshot lariat twice, and it wasn't like, oh, he fucked up because it was part of the spot. It was like, no, he fucked up because he fucked up. And it's like, Punk could be so much better if Punk wasn't trying to be old Punk. If Punk was like, yo, this is me. I'm a little bit older and a little bit slower. This is my new style. That's it. And it'd be like, oh, bet. Like, all like all bets. Like, yeah. Fucking Punk, Punk is doing it. Kind of like Rey Mysterio, right? Where he kind of off his style a little bit. Uh, a, a, a little bit. Or he could be like AJ Styles. Because AJ Styles yeah. toned it down a little, was like, yo, I used to do all of this, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to be a little bit less of this, yada, yada. And it's like, yeah, yeah you can't you can evolve and still look cool. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> like, I know he's probably like, no, I can still go, I can still go. Yo, it's fine, it's fine. People, people change and evolve. It'll be fucking fine. I mean, his hardcore fans are going to love him regardless if he changes his, um, his shit or not. So it really doesn't matter in his case. No, but I've been seeing a lot, and he's even addressed it a couple times, and he addressed it like on online a couple times about how his fans have turned against him. And I've seen somebody with an asinine tweet was like, all the WWE dick writers are mad that Punk is champion. And, like, I'm looking at that, and it has, like, a thousand likes. And it's like, ha yeah, they're dick riders. And, and somebody under it was like, yo, how, like, it's not dick riding if you're just, com- like, just critiquing. Like, what are you talking about? No one is just complaining. They're critiquing. And, like, you know how fucking internet jackasses get. But then, like, down the line throughout it, it was a couple of AEW fans going, nah, fam, I'm... I'm not a WWE dick ride. I'm an AEW lifer, and I'm not happy about it either. It's like, yeah. Like, because a lot of... Like, the thing is, what the thing is with Punk, a lot of people are like, man, fuck this guy. Like, fuck this guy. Like, why, how does he just come back and just sell everybody's spot? We're going to get into a little bit more of that in a minute. But, like, how do you come and just sell everybody's spot and then do this? And, like, you took it from Hangman, blah, blah, blah. Like, People don't feel the same as some people feel for Punk. And Punk had literally said it, and one of the pressers was like, yeah, he was like, I don't care about the nobodies talking about me because that's all they are, nobodies. And it's like, like, understandable. Like, I understand, like, I understand what, what he means, but like, at the same time, it's people that have valid criticisms about him. Like, yo, you're taking my spot. You're doing this, you're doing that. And, like, they're fucking, like, they have their grievances, and he's just like, nah, I'm punk, I, I'm the best in the world, I don't give a shit what you say, what you do, I'm the champ, you can kiss my ass. And it's like, I understand, like, people having their feelings, like, I'm the best in the world, I'm this, so, ha, I'm that, and it's like, yeah, that's who you are, but at the same time, you rub people the wrong way, and people are like, I'm not I'm not down for it. And there's like I said, there's been a lot of criticism online for being a champ and being in this position. It's like they criticize him, they criticize AEW for the decision. And it's not so called WWE dick writer. It's a lot of AEW lifers that are like, nah fam, I kinda feel this. 
and like I said, we're gonna get into that in a minute. But yeah, it's like, nah, we we're not kind of happy with this. So I mean, it is what it is. But after the match, FTR basically calls out um, the Knight of Empire and says, "Yo, we're gonna kick your ass." But then Punk is like, "Well, Forbidden Door is coming up." And I want to know who my opponent is. And Tanahashi comes out. And I saw something and like, this guy had to mute his tweet because he said this. And like, I don't necessarily disagree with him, but at the same time, I like, I do. Because he sent all this tweet and he goes, well, Tanahashi comes out, the crowd pops, they tell us exactly who Tanahashi is. Like, yeah, they say all of that. Me, guy on the internet, I have no fucking clue who this guy is. And he muted it because everybody's like, dude, how do you not know who Tanahashi is? How do you not know who Tanahashi is? And this is the point where you get the casuals. And a lot of, like, the thing that we've been trying to tell, like, the AEW loyalists and dog, casuals, you need casuals. At the same time, like, him being a casual, it's like, they explained who this guy is, so you know that it was supposed to be New Japan versus AEW. You should just be like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know who this guy is, but whatever, cool. But him going on the internet and be like, well, I didn't know. Like, you're casual, so it's like, oh, I casually watch AEW, so I have no idea who Tanahashi is. I'm not a hardcore. And, like, the rest of the hardcore wrestling fans jumped on him and like, hey, why you don't know him? I'm like, I understand he's a casual, but, like, one, he didn't have to make that tweet. He could have just suffered alone and been like, all right, I'm just going to look him up or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, they kind of explained who he was. So it's like, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I see it as a harmless tweet. Like, he just didn't know who he was. It is a harm. It is a harmless tweet, but you have to remember, the AEW fan base, which we're going to get into in a minute, is super <laughs> hardcore into yeah. like they watch other shit and they believe like everything outside of wrestling is like still valid but not WWE like they believe everything except WWE is still valid like they agree and they love everything so when a casual says I don't know who this is they feel attacked because it's like whoa you're you're one of us you're supposed to know everything what the fuck and it's like Doug this is the casuals this is what we've been trying to tell you AEW needs to up the stock. And you're like, no, only hardcore is allowed. And like I said, we're going to get into that in just a minute because it's going to be like a full 30-minute deep dive on that. But it's like, <laughs> that, it's like, that's what, like, that's what it, that's what you should attract the casuals. But like, man, whatever. Yeah. But moving on. So then we get the MJF promo. This was whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> it's whatever the fuck it was. And like, I've seen a lot of people, and like, not a, only a lot of people, but everybody that I've seen go, this is, this is a pipe bomb. This is a generational pipe bomb, blah, blah, blah. And like, I would 100% 100% throw my lot in and say yeah I agree I agree it was but the problem for me was 
I live in an actual world where I understand stuff and I'm like, oh, this is a fucking work. This is a fucking work. Like, I couldn't see nothing else but him going, I'm working you. This is all I saw was I'm working you through the whole entire thing. It's like, I'm working you. And it even started to get me to the question of, wait, so maybe he doesn't really want to go to WWE at all. Oh my God, he worked me on that part. He works. He's a worker. And I know people are like, wow, I like I became a fan of MJF at this point. Me, I I a hundred percent was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Maybe it's my cynicism for like everything, but like at the same time, it's my cynicism like going, nah, I don't go and give a fuck. What's what say you before before we get into this like whole entire breakdown of this bro? Like it wasn't a pipe bomb to me, it was a good promo, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Like he made it look believable, but I didn't buy it for a moment. I knew I knew it was a fucking work. So Okay. So he starts off like, Hey, listen. I got beat up, I'm fine. No, you got stretched out. You should be injured and be out. But he's like, nah, fuck it, I'm back. All right, whatever. <laughs> that, like, that was immediately, like, red flag one. It's like, okay, that's that's a thing. And then he just starts cutting his promo on Tony. He's like, yeah, Tony, I deserve to get paid. He was like, he was like, too bad I'm not one of the WWE guys that you pay. I'm like, okay. Like, at, like, at one point, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, that's true. But when the crowd reacted like, yeah, and it hit me immediately, it was like, there it is. He fucking said something that they all been thinking. And you know what they all been thinking? Tony, these are guys from AEW. These are homegrown guys. Why are you bringing WWE guys in here, getting them over? Why are you bringing them in and making them bigger stars than our guys? God, these are our guys from the beginning. Why are you treating our guys like that? MJF should get paid because he's one of our guys who's been here from the beginning, not one of these WWE rejects. And I was like, hmm. Like, it started to open up some doors of, like, why people on the internet feel the way they do. And it's like, oh, yeah. Okay, got it. I'm starting to feel it. And then he just kept saying stuff, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, he starts saying some shit, like Jim Cornette, like, oh, my God, like, I'm like I'm a good wrestler. I'm not one of these guys that go drop somebody on hair. And I'm actually trained. And it's like that's a Jim Cornette line. You just bit a Jim Cornette line. And the fact that the fans start biting, like yeah, and it's like hold up, wait a minute. That was a you're biting on this. You shouldn't be biting on this. This is like disrespecting your company. Come on, guys, come on. And then he started talking about how he was all his good, and he's like. You should go to WWE and all of this stuff. And it's like, okay. And I'm like, all right. It's like, I mean, some of it is valid. And his whole entire grievance of like, he feels like he should be getting paid. He's underpaid. And then he just like, he's like, he's just saying shit all the time. And we're like, okay, whatever. And then he just starts getting angry. And he wants Tony Khan to fire him. And he just keeps yelling, fire me, fire me. And then he just calls him a fucking mark. It's like, Okay, they bleep they bleeped it and it's like okay, it's like yeah, like okay. Like some people like there's people who actually think that Tony Khan is a fucking mark. And it's like okay, like 
All right. And he, he told Tony Khan he should be back in the guardrail like the fans. And it's like, okay, yeah. But the thing is, he woke up the fan base with telling them that, yo, your angers are valid. We've been here the longest. Us AEW originals have been here the longest. These new guys that keep coming in that Tony keeps putting over is bullshit. And it's like, okay. That's what I bring back to the Punk situation. It's like, oh, Punk is a guy that they brought in afterwards, but all of the originals bust their ass and made sense. It was like, okay, yeah, you fucking got it. You fucking understand it. And you you know what the little tie-in to that that makes it all so much sweeter and makes me get back to what I've always said and my validity to this? I actually said it last week or probably two weeks before with the validity of this. I literally said, yo, if CM Punk wins, MJF should take the title off of him. Yeah, you did say that. It was like two weeks ago. <laughs> yes. And what happened when they cut the black after MJF went on his rant cursing and saying, get the fuck out of here, fucking, fucking Mark. And what happened? Camera's cut. Okay. But CM Punk runs down or run him out of the ring. And MJF jumps over the rail and leaves. None of that was on camera. That just happened for the building. It's like, hmm. Yeah. That, uh, that's a thing. Okay. So he's going for a championship after this. So, okay. Yeah. He's going for it at all. He's going for it at all out. I'm 100% sure he's going for it at all out. I had originally thought that, but like I didn't. Like, I didn't say it because we didn't have a podcast, but I originally thought that... Because if he stayed, he was definitely going to win the title. And I see him actually doing what Punk did. He's going to win the title, jump over the guardrail, and I, I lied to you not. You can mark this podcast. Because once he wins the title, he will show up at WWE building with the title. He won't go in. He will show up. He will picture himself on fucking Twitter or Instagram with him with the AEW title at fucking WWE. Mark my words. I swear he will do it. He will find a way to do it and get away with it and make it believable. He will do it. And it will... Kind of like the Bucks did recently, right? Yeah, no, no, no. But he has the title. He has their fucking title. He has their goal. Their... Like their standard, he's bringing it to WWE, and everybody will literally be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he do it." He will be the most hated person, and like on the internet, but at the same time, he will be the most loved person for like going full. Fuck it, dude. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go straight into my character and live this shit. Yeah. Like, you, you kind of have to go, like, eh, I kind of give it to MJF. Like, eh, he's, he's a good worker. Like, he, he's got he's got it all down. He, he's going to go down as a fucking great worker by, like, the end of this. Because, like, he can just, like, fucking change your emotions to anything. Like, God damn, like, MJF, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. I, I, trouble, so. Yeah, he, he's good. He's good. So, so we go. Would you consider mm-hmm. him a face or a heel or a tweener? Like he, he seems like he's leaning towards tweener right now. The thing, okay. The thing is, 
he's already a fucking already a heel but Mm -hmm. he's this is like the thing what I say about love love is the inverse of hate when you love something too much you wind up hating it that's exactly that's exactly what he is but he has gone from you hate something so much you actually start to love it that's where he that's where he is it is like a never ending cycle between love and hate and he is lurching on passing through hate to become love because he's literally like he's grieving he's airing grievances that the fucking wrestling fans on Twitter are just like this is what we have and it's like yeah you're saying it and people are just like yeah I agree with it like you're saying it and I agree and it's like yeah it's like leaning deeper and deeper into like them and then pulling them into like yeah I agree and then it's like waking up some of the AEW fans like you know what we actually have some of these grievances but like we don't say them online but like fuck yeah like Max is saying them so I agree now it's like yeah he's pulling this into like a whole entire weird situation where he's gonna become the good guy and you're gonna need a bad guy but at the same time it's already the seeds have already been planted by fucking Hangman Page when he told everybody he's trying to save AEW from Punk so him throwing those seeds out there now with Max Border in the soil it's starting to grow it's right there it's like dog like Hangman planted the seeds now you have fucking Max Border in it it's gonna grow into hatred for Punk like everybody was happy he won it's growing because it's like yo we have a little bit of resentment here we kind of we're kind of angry at this guy like we're kind of mad that he's back like fuck you dude we kind of hate you and it's like it's growing and it's like uh oh uh oh he's Punk is gonna wind up being the bad guy in this situation MJF's gonna come off as a good guy MJF's gonna win that title run out and go to WWE the thing I want to see is how fans react when he shows up in WWE with the title. When he shows up at the building with the title, I want to see how the AEW fans react. Do they react normally and be like, oh my god, he's one of the great workers, or they go, fuck that guy. I want to see how they react. Because if they just immediately react, fuck that guy, it's like, okay, every criticism you ever had of WWE is now officially valid. That's how I feel about everything that you do. If you react with fuck MJF, once you see him there, I agree with all of your WWE criticism as valid to you. I'm like, okay, they're completely valid to you. You actually do have a full-on hatred for WWE. You say, wow, he's a great worker. That's great. I want to... It's like, okay, so you actually don't really care about WWE. Like, you don't really care about hating WWE. You're doing it because it's cool. Like, if you like if you just agree with it, like, yeah, like, this is cool. This is a great work. Okay, that means you've been hating on WWE because you're just trained to, and that's part of the Norman thing of you guys. Like, hey, yeah, we all hate WWE. And you're only doing it just to fit in. If you really actually go fuck MJF for doing this, and you actually have a real hatred and I agree with your criticism like oh yeah like you really hate this place so there's nothing I can do to help you change but if you're just like yeah he's a fucking great worker it's like you never really hated WWE in the beginning so yeah so then we had a match 
and people were wanting this person to come back and they had like been talking about him for like all day online he'd been talking about this guy and they're like yeah we want Miro we want Miro and Johnny Nitro had a fucking open challenge and Miro came out to accept the open challenge and he squashed him like he didn't like it wasn't a long match he squashed him he beat the shit out of him it was over he squashed him like I don't think he had any offense whatsoever no he fucking squashed him and it's like well that was a thing by the way I appreciate the fact that you called him Johnny Nitro instead of John Morrison (laughs) yeah so then we had Jericho Jericho Society talk about whatever they were talking about and Eddie Kingston came out with William Regal and William Regal said the words that everybody has wanted William Regal to say the words to ever since he showed up in AEW and William Regal said blood and guts so it's now officially blood and guts with the Jericho Jericho Society and the BBC and while it was happening, Ortiz came in the ring and punched Jericho, knocked him down, and then cut some of his hair. So now Jericho and Ortiz in a hair match. I was like, okay, well, that was random. Right? Like, cause like no shot at Ortiz. Like, listen, no disrespect to Ortiz, no bad will to Ortiz, none of that. Fam. I really think that Santana is a better worker out of Santana Ortiz, but okay. This one. It kind of changed because it, it was Ortiz at one point. But yeah, Santana it, like evolved. Yeah, Santana is like way better. Yeah. So then we have a backstage thing with Samoa Joe and he gets beat up by Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal and they try to break his arm. Like, ah, break your arm. It's like okay, well that. Uh, it was so controversial. Yeah, like they said, it was so controversial. It was so dumb. It was like, all right, whatever. So then we had the Bucks, Red Dragon, and Hikaleo versus Matt Hardy, Darby Allen, and the Lucha Express and Christian. And it's like okay. This match, and I, I immediately go, okay, I know how this is going to go. This is going to go. Red Dragon wins. They get a tag team title shot. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. Awesome. Nope. Nope. The Bucks get the title shot because they super kick and get the win. And they're just excited. They're going to win the tag team championships because they beat the Lucha Dragons. Ha <laughs> ha. They're next. And it's like, oh, God. Why? It should have been fucking Red Dragon, 100%. It should have been. And here's the fun part, which is the part of the turn which I love. Because Matt Hardy gets in a ring, and he's helping up Jungle Boy. Christian immediately gets up and goes, get the fuck off him. Get off him. He pushes the shit up. Move. It's like, move. And he hugs Jungle Boy and says, come on, let's go. You're my protege, not Matt. Come on. And they leave. It's like, what? Like, it's just, it's just so, it's just so good because it's like little pieces. Like, I don't want anybody else to hurt you. It's like, okay, yeah, that's great. I love it. I love it. Every little piece of this is like fucking making me happy. Making me happy. And again, to your credit, it's so obvious, 
like Christian's the one that's gonna make the turn, right? That's mm-hmm. gonna wind up being Jungle Boy. <laughs> oh yes, it is. <laughs> but it's too obvious that it's Christian. Yep. So then we get a backstage promo with Swerve and Keith Lee. And Swerve has a bunch of people who are very famous and were too famous for me to know who they are. It's like, wow, like Swerve is like that dude outside of wrestling. Yeah. They gave him a jacket that eventually going to get fucked up. Yeah, because this is quote unquote one of one. Yeah. At night. Yeah. So then we get a uh, Athena shows up. Athena shows up and she's cutting this promo, and it's it's a promo. And she's out there with Tony and cutting this promo until Stokely Halfway comes out. He comes out with the baddies and Jade Cargill. Stokely does his thing. And just cuts one hell of a promo like always. So. It winds up going to Kara Hogan gets in Athena's face, then Anna J and Red Velvet, and then here comes Chris Statlander. And like so it's a whole thing where now it's just gonna be a six man. It's gonna be a six man. And I'm like, okay. I'm not angry at it, it's still gonna lead to Athena versus Jade Cargill eventually. So yeah. I'm not mad at it. Something about it feels off to me. It's Chris Statlander. Like, I swear she's going to turn turn on them. I hope not, but it, it will be fun. Like, is that just me, or do you kind of see it, too? It's, I, it's like she doesn't fit. Like, she, you're right. She doesn't fit. Like, she doesn't. She feels like she doesn't fit. Like, she shouldn't yeah. be there. And, like, also bring it back to the MJF thing. Like, the whole when Ruby Soho beat Chris Statlander, like we said, it's because AEW original is getting buried by WWE superstar. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a thing. So after that, we get Wardlow. Wardlow shows up, you know, music, then he gets to the arena, he has music. Not a fan of the music. Then he beats um JD Drake or whatever his name is. What is his name? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah he beats JD Drake, and then all of a sudden, here comes fucking smart Mark Sterling, and Mark Sterling is like, "You're gonna suspend it or whatever." He tried to subpoena him and whatever. And the funny thing about this was like, you expect Warlow to do what I literally expected Warlow to do was, I'm gonna challenge Scorpio Sky for the TNT title, and like he didn't. Like he's fucking stuck with Mark Sterling. And the funny thing about that was like the fucking the foreshadowing and triggering of that was right after they finished with Wardlow, they went into a backstage thing with Scorpio Sky. And it's like, come on, like it's right there. Like you're supposed to be fighting for the TNT title. Like you're doing nothing this fucking with Mark Sterling. Like it's fucking Mark Sterling. Fuck him. Like fucking go for the title. Like you're like you're the hottest guy in the company. Go for the title. You're fucking with Mark Sterling and now you're gonna have like this little stupid ass feud with him? What the fuck are you doing? Like why? Like you like you literally have him as the hot as he can be, and you're just like, nah, fuck it. I'm just gonna throw him in this dumbass feud. Scorpio, let him kick Scorpio's ass and beat fucking TNT champion. What are you doing? Like what are you doing? Like what are you doing? Like I 100 percent agree, because with that, 
finished because that's the only person Mark Sterling has left, I believe. So yeah, and it's like why? Yeah, it's like Scorpio Scorpio apparently has um, in the backstage segment. um, What's his name? Dante Martin. Yeah, which is gonna be a banger, but still, like you know, you have Wardlow there, like. Could have been an even better match as far as story. No, 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 no. This is what this is what I would have did. It's like had Dante Martin face him, and then right after that, fucking have Wardlow show up and say, "I want to face you for the title," and then just have fucking Scorpio run. Just have him run and run and run from him, and like try to never get foot bomb. But like, nah, he's gonna get fucked up. The fuck. We agree that Dante Martin is like is not going to win that match, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, okay, he's he's hundred percent not going to win that match. Like, this is a nothing match. I, mean, I, would, I wouldn't mind if he did, but I don't see it. Yeah. No. So then we had a tag team match. We had Tony Storm and Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, who immediately online soon as. As soon as the match started, everybody talks about Jamie Hader's gear. It's like, okay, dude, like, be nice. Jamie Hader's what? Her gear. They like, oh. she needs new gear. She's wearing the same gear. Everybody has newer gear. Why does she not have new gear? She needs new gear. Jamie Hader needs new gear. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, dude. We're all thinking it, but no one had to say it. Like, literally, no one had to say it. They're like, no, no, no. We're, we're going to say it. We're, we're going to fucking say it. Like, all right, they, they said it. So, they have the match and Ruby Soho beats Britt Baker. I don't, I honestly don't know why. Like, there's no reason why this is a thing. I don't know why. Like, nobody's telling me why. Like, can somebody explain to me why this is a thing? The only thing I could think of, and it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, give um, Ruby back her win and Tony her win, but. It really doesn't matter at this point, you know? Yeah, it doesn't matter. And then Jamie Hayter, like, hit Ruby with the belt afterwards. And, like, it was, like, that quick half of a second where people were, like, oh, my God, is she going to hit Britt with the belt? And she just gave Britt the belt. Like, nah, here you go. All right. It just moved. Like, everybody just moved on to whatever they're doing. Like, all right, whatever. Bye. I was hoping, like, she would hit her. Nah, that, that's another that's another one that like the sexy slow build is happening. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm here for it. As long as it happens and Jamie Hader does more than what Wardlow has done, I'm happy. Because yeah. if Jamie Hader is literally just turns into fucking Wardlow, I'm gonna be pissed. Because it's like you have Wardlow. He had the turn. He's the hottest he's ever been, and you're just like, nah, we're gonna put him in this thing with Mark Sterling. I'm like, come on, dude. Have Jamie Hader fucking turn on her, beat the shit out of her, and then like go after Athena who wins a TDS title or something, just like fucks her up and just like whoops the shit out of her. Be like, oh shit, like yeah, this is worth it. But like other than that, I was like, no, nah, it'd just be like, well, whatever. I would steal the Owen belt since it really not defended like that too. After I turn on her, if it was me. <laughs> I mean, you can, but, like, that'll be kind of disrespectful. Oh, yeah. Good point. So, then we have Dean Ambrose. I mean, 
John Moxley <laughs> versus Daniel Garcia. They're having a fight. They're having this match. This match is going. Moxley gets busted open. He's bleeding. He's beating the shit up like but fucking Daniel Garcia. Then Jericho comes down to try to interfere. Eddie Kingston fucking trips over his own feet. He trips, almost falls. He trips, but he actually he actually recovers himself. Beats down Jericho. Jericho's done. And Moxley says, hey, I'm in blood and guts with you guys. So it's like, okay, cool. So here's the thing. A lot of people forget that Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson has beef with Eddie Kingston. And the only way he's going to get in that match is he says, I'm going to have to face you. Like, if I beat the shit out of you, then we can fucking be partners. I I lie to you not. Next week, that's exactly what's going to happen. Wouldn't be surprised that they happen with all of them and then they wind up being the BCC all together, you know? No, I think, like, I think that they're all going to be BCC, but, like, what happened at the pay-per-view... Mm-hmm. Brian is mad at that because he took the loss not only because of the Jericho Jerkoff Society, but because of fucking Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston poured the gasoline on him. He jumped up and like that's what fucked up his mojo. And that's like he's like, nah, we have we have to get this fight. Like we have to fight. We have to fight. Like I owe you. You tried to kill me. Like that's gonna happen. And then he's gonna be like, all right, I'm in this. And then we have our five for fucking buttons. I hope he says that too. Like he tried to kill me. Like doesn't defend Jericho or whatever. <laughs> like no, that. I don't care. You, bur- you burned him. Like you tried to burn me too. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like he's definitely gonna say that. Like he's definitely gonna yeah. say that. <laughs> like I don't see him not saying that. If he does, I just I'll be surprised. Yeah. So then we had NXT. It started off with Damian Kemp and Roderick Strong versus Pretty Deadly. And Damian Kemp is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really good. Oh, by the way, guys, like, that Moxie match was like the end of AEW. So we're going to NXT. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, Damian Kemp is like really good against Pretty Deadly. And it's like, Okay. And Roderick fucking they lose, but it's like Roderick took the L. It's like okay. I was just about to say that. Roderick lost. I kept it. Yeah. Like Roderick lost. And pretty deadly is like pretty deadly is like, haha, yeah. Like we won. And Creed brothers come out there and they're like, Sam, you're not supposed to lose. And he's like, whatever. So then we get to the back, we see Cameron Grimes and Solo Sokoa, and Solo Sokoa's like, yo, when you beat Melo, I want a shot at the title. And then Duke Hudson comes up like, well, I beat the world champion last week, so I should get a shot. And so Solo Sokoa's like, Cameron's gonna beat your ass. So they have a match. It's like, okay, well, that escalated very quickly. I'm like, I, I, I did not see that. So then we have Grayson Waller in the back, and he's talking shit. And Brooks Jeff, no, Briggs, Josh Briggs, 
Josh Briggs is back there. Josh Briggs walks up on him. Josh Briggs says, me and you tonight, you talking too much shit about my friend. I'm like, okay. All right, we care. So then we have Legado del Fantasma and Tony D'Angelo and his crew. And they're having a sit down. And they decide, we're going to have a six man. And it's going to be your crew versus my crew. The loser has to join up with the other's crew. And like, I immediately like through the whole thing is looking at Electra Lopez and it's like, eh, I think he might jump. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, I think she might jump. She she, she might be with like, um Tony D'Angelo and his guy. Yeah. yeah. It's either that or they have a female of their own on their crew. Either way, like, like some fucker is gonna happen in this match. Yeah, I really hope that it's her just like leaving and going with them because it's like it would be better because like then it would be another crew. But at the same time, Legato the Phantasma was there for the longest, and like they're just getting the shit in the mistake. Yeah, yeah. So then we have Electra Lopez versus Cora J. And they're fighting and they're going. Cora J gets the win, but it's like, okay. It like, I'm not gonna lie, it's not it wasn't a really good standout match where it's like, oh my god, this match was great. It's just like a eh, what was a match. We get Wesley and Sangha rolls up one of the Sangha's like, hey man, he's like, you need to come. You need to relax yourself. And Wesley's like, man, you don't tell me what to do. And he just goes out there and like, he's ready for his match. It's like, are these guys going to wind up together? 100%. <laughs> like, I don't know like how long, but they're going to like wind up being a tag team for a minute. Yeah, so then we have a Roxy promo where she's talking about her whole how she got into wrestling how she was wrestling friends and then she's talking about Court Jade is her best friend and like it was like a real wrestling emotional thing it's like oh that's kind of cool then we finally get Zion Quinn versus Wesley finally after all this time of just like bullshittery and Wesley gets the win and we get back to the back and we get Diamond Mine. And Roger Strong is upset. Roger Strong is like, all right, fuck it. Creed, if you don't win the tag titles, you're out of Diamond Mine. Okay. Well, that escalated very quickly. Like, I didn't see that coming at all. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was kind of shocked, but like, then again, it's like, whatever. I feel like he's going to get taken out, but whatever. So, yeah, because even Ivy Nile was for that, nor was um, Kemp. So, like, I think all of them are going to turn on him. Yep. We got a dumbass backstage promo with Joe Gacy, and then Brian Breaker almost gets angry, and Brian Breaker's like, no, I'm not angry anymore. I'm going to win this. Yeah, I'm not going to fuck this up. I'm like, all right, whatever. Who cares? So then. Fuck it up. Yeah, so then we get a toxic distraction and Wendy Chu and the TikTok toxic tag team contract signing. They signed a contract. The funny thing about this was like 
fucking Toxic Attraction kept talking. They kept talking. And Wendy Chu kept saying, sign the contract. <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And she just kept saying, sign the contract. Like, you know, it winds up into a fucking fight. And Wendy Chu does the sleeper jump on a Mandy through a table. It looks like Wendy Chu got hurt, but she played it off like she's fine. But you can tell she hurt. Was it me or did the faces not sign the contract? They signed the contract first. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then we get um what is her name? The um Ivy Nile and some other girl. I think her name is like Fallon Fox or something. And Fallon Fox is talking about, yeah, I think you guys should like a bunch of losers and everybody should just quit Diamond Line. You guys all suck. And there's a 99.96 chance that I could beat you. And like, I'm immediately equating her character to Alexander York from the York Foundation. I'm like, yeah, that's totally what you're doing. And it's like, but like, we don't need that in this day and age. We don't need that data entry type person. Like, we're above that. Come on. So then we get Duke Hudson versus. Solo Sokoa, and of course, Solo Sokoa wins. Then we get Tiffany Stratton talking shit about Roxy. She's like, yeah, you're a fucking loser. Why'd you take the bus to, to wrestling? You should have took a plane. They exist. They existed for years. And it's like, okay. I guess it's just what. So then we get Renegade's promo, because he called this last week. We get we get the girl, she says, I forgot her name. Whatever her name is. She's, she's a girl, wants to go to college, and she picks the college that Renegade said she was going to go to, Chase University. Didn't she say like so, Villanova at first or something like that? She said, a, she said a bunch of colleges, but she's like, I'm picking Chase University. So, yeah. It was totally <laughs> a Renegade thing. But it was obvious, though. So. Yeah. So we had Briggs versus Grayson Waller and like they're having a match and all of a sudden fucking Von Wagner and dude comes out and the beautiful Sam Caldwell comes out and so it looks like it's going to be a tag team match with Broke Money versus Von Wagner and Grayson Waller. You don't like that match? What? Not really, no. <laughs> I'm not like a huge fan of Grayson Waller anyway. Like his fucking, what you call it? Um, his gimmick. He's phenomenal yeah. in the ring. I just don't like his gimmick. The other guy, which you just said his name and his name fucking escapes me. That's how important he is to me. I don't like him yeah. at all. What, Wagner? Right? Yeah, Von Wagner. I don't like him at all. <laughs> so <laughs> this doesn't call to me. Yeah. So Is then we have money injured. Um. Yeah. He'll he's injured, but he's healing very fast, so he'll be back soon. Okay. So then we get Fallon Fox versus Ivy Nile, and of course Ivy Nile wins. And then the Creed brothers and Pretty Deadly come out and talk shit, and it's like, okay, whatever. So then we get. 
the Vinny Vinny Vici promo from the guy who I'm 100% sure is Fabian Eitner. I'm sure it's Fabian Eitner. Someone said that it's not, it's just a trainee from the Performance Center, and it's one of those guys. It's not. It's a Performance Center guy. And it's like, I'm pretty sure you're wrong, and it's going to be Fabian Nightmare. But okay. Yeah, I see that too. This popped in my head watching it, and like I just remembered Edge here, like telling what, like doing the right. So, mm-hmm. what if he interferes in the Legato match in behalf of fucking Tony and them? Like, he's a part of them. That would, that would actually fuck me up because it's like. Okay, like it would really fuck me up because it's like, if I'm not mistaken, Vinamini Vici is like from, is not Italiano, and like, if it is a, like if it is Italiano and he's coming to help them, he should succeed them because he's an actual Italian and not a fake Italian, quote unquote. So he should be the that would be my. Yeah, that would be my only gripe if he's not. Yeah. But hopefully, like, hopefully it's just his own thing and like has nothing to do with them. That would be really dumb. Yeah, I was thinking it would be dumb too, but it just popped in my head like after seeing the promo. Yeah. So then we had Cameron Grimes versus Nathan Frazier, and it was and really awesome match. It was really awesome. Yeah. So, Nathan Frazier gets the win, and he beats... I mean, no. Cameron Grimes gets the win. I don't know why I said Nathan Frazier. Maybe it's because I wanted him. But, I was about to say, it feels like he should have win. Like, he's a fucking star in the making. Like, down to his fucking entrance. Like, mm-hmm. that entrance feels like it should not be on NXT. Yeah, it's like too cool for NXT. <laughs> like, he should only wrestle at WrestleMania. Because of that entrance. Yeah. It was like it was. It's really good. But he fucking lost the fucking uh, buddy, Cameron Grimes. He lost to Cameron Grimes, and then after that, Cameron Grimes did get attacked by Melo. And it's like, all right, yeah, they're going for their match at in your house, which we will do the predictions on Friday. Do the predictions on Friday. And we will also have a second, a, well, third podcast. We're going to have a third podcast after In Your House and Hell in a Cell. That's when we'll have a third podcast. Quick question. Yeah. Nathan Frazier was not undefeated before he got there, right? No, he, he got defeated a bunch of times. Oh, okay. Because before this, in the UK, correct? Yes. Okay. Speaking of NXT UK, we have new tag team champions with Alton Smith and his partner beating Mustache Mountain. Okay. Did I see the match? No. Did I hear about the match? Yes. That's all. That's <laughs> all I have on that. So Did Mustache Mountain break up? I just said I just saw that they are new tag oh, team no, champions. No. You, said you, you said you read it, and so like I, I thought you, you know you knew a little bit more. Never mind. No, that's all I heard. So then we have Raw. Becky Lynch comes out, Asuka comes out, Bianca comes out, and of course they start a little brawl. Winds up being Bianca versus Asuka. 
doesn't end because Becky gets in and no one loses. Set up their triple threat for Sunday at Helena. So I am really looking forward to this. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that match. That is my favorite match. If you can't tell, if you can't tell, and that is complete, utter sarcasm in my voice of not caring. <laughs> I noticed that. Like, it's funny you said it. So then we have a six man, which is the Mysterios in Ezekiel versus Alpha Academy and Kevin Owens. They're having a match, and the match is the match. And of course, the good guys win this match. It's like, okay. I would have let the bad guys win. I kind of would have let the bad guys win. Chad Gable eats the pin, but it's like, I would have let the bad guys win. I would let the bad guys win. Yeah. Bad guys win. Then we have Cody come out. Cody comes out for his promo, and Seth Rollins comes out. And Seth just starts laughing, and Seth is wearing a bathrobe. And Seth just goes, hey, man. He goes, hey, listen. He goes, listen. He's like, fuck you. He's like, fuck you and everything you said. He's like, wait, what do you mean? He said, you built a company with your little friends and try to take down us. And it's like, okay, well, that is... That is very different. Then he said, you tried to destroy the throne and now you want to come back for my throne. It doesn't work that way. And I'm like, okay, well, he actually acknowledged, he acknowledged everything from AEW. And he basically just told, like, he basically just told Cody, like, you're trying to take your spot, my spot, whatever. And it's like, it's basically the inverse of the AEW originals and the WWE people trying to take their stuff. It's, the WWE and AEW trying to take our stuff. It's basically the inverse of what of each other. And for people who are probably saying, "Oh, Seth copied," we're in, we're, we're explaining this in a different order. Seth actually didn't copy. Like Seth was the first one to say it, and like at the same time, it like it doesn't matter. Like people can think what they want. Who gives a shit? Like who cares? Ray was copying each other. Suck a dick. I don't. And that whole trope, it's not the first time it's been done. Like, it's been done multiple times. WCW, WWE, WWF, ECW, you name it, it's been done. So then, Seth and Cody get into a fight. And they get into, like, this big pull-apart. Not, not even joking. Like, this pull-apart lasted for about 10 minutes. And this pull-apart, like, actually gave a little spark of excitement to this. Like, damn, like, they're, like, they're really going on. They're fucking each other up. And they, no matter how many times they pulled them apart, they just kept going. And the fans in the building were fucking loving it. The fans at home was loving it. Everybody was like, oh, my God, this is good. This is making me care. And, like, even I a little bit was like, oh, I kind of care. And then after it was over, I was like, yeah, oh, I don't care anymore. But I kind of cared in that moment. So then we had Selexa versus Dewdrop. Selexa beat up Dewdrop, and it was like, okay, well, yeah. We had Miz and the Street Profits. I'm not going to lie to you. I have no fucking idea what the point of this fucking thing was. I don't know why this was a thing, 
they just came out there and like there was no interview it was just them fucking with Miz and I have no idea why and then Dana Brooke came out and all of the 24-7 idiots came out Dana got pinned by Tamina and then Tazawa kissed Tamina and then backslided her was like ha one two three and now he's a champion it's like okay that, that was a thing so then we have Theory. Theory comes out and he's like, Ciampa is going to face Ali. We're like, okay, fine. They have a match. Ciampa shows up in the ring. He didn't even get a fucking entrance. Him and Ali wrestle. Ali gets the win. Ali's fucked up because Theory just beats the shit out of him. Theory goes, listen, I'm going to give you the U.S. title match because this somehow was a championship contender match for some reason. He's like, I'm going to give you a title match. So he beats the shit out of him, throws Ali in the ring, and he wins the belt. And of course, he beats Ali. One, two, three. And then Adam Pierce comes out and says, Hey, listen, I know you're taking selfies, but have you checked your text message? Because Mr. McMahon says he likes the way you did this, and uh, he's going to make sure that this match happens on Sunday. It's like, oh, okay. All right. All right. I want Ali to fucking win the U.S. title, but I don't think he's going to win it. I guess I'm about to ask you that, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to win it. So yeah, then we get the... Yeah, we get another championship challenge. It's the Usos versus Nakamura and Riddle. So the match is going, and it looks like Riddle is... Riddle and Nakamura is going to win, but Uso say, no, fuck that. We're going to hit you with the scooter and we're going to end the match. So you guys win by disqualification and now you guys earn the tag team title shot. So, okay. Now that's happening at Hell in a Cell. It's like, all right. They need a lot. They honestly need a lot more matches for this. this, All of them are just raw matches. Yeah. But at the same time, Matches in there, like it's gonna be like the only SmackDown match. Yeah, but like at the same time, I'm like kind of feeling like, you know what? Fuck it, just like have like five matches and just end this shit. Like, that's all I'm feeling. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, just have five matches. Yeah, we don't need like another twelve hour pay per <laughs> Yeah, Theory attacked Ali again. Then we had the best match on the show was Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley. Had a really good match. And it sets up their sixth man, or sixth person. Rhea Ripley, Edge, and Damian Priesto versus Liv Morgan, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor. At the pay-per-view. And it's like, okay, I actually, I actually didn't see this coming up at the pay-per-view. It was like, oh, it's going to be farther down the road. It's not going to be at the pay-per-view. It's, I, it's just a thing. You know what I mean? I feel like it should be more of a pre-show match. Like, I don't know. I'm not into this. I mean, I'm not into any of it. This seems like one of the worst interviews ever held on the cell. Then we had a main event. You know what the main event is? What the fucking main event is? What's the main event? It's Bob Lash and fucking almost in a contract signing. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Then we have Cedric Alexander come in and attack Bob Lash. But it's like, what the fuck is this? 
fucking goddamn almost winds up going through a table. And it's like, what the fuck is this? What is this? Like, what is this? Why is this the, the ending? Like, people honestly could have skipped that fucking ending. It's like, why was that the ending? Why? They could have reversed segments, like, the spots. Put this where the Cody segment was, right? And make the Cody thing the last thing. Like, end the show yeah, with that bro. That would have been way better. Because this is, like, that was the last thing you see going into Hell in a Cell. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, before we go, Liv Morgan is going to be in a horror movie, which she actually loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She loves, like, she loves horror movies, so she's going to be in a horror movie with Samuel L. Jackson. Wait, is it Samuel L. Jackson? I think it's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. And I'm just like, dude, like, if WWE fucks this up, like, they fuck up everything else, when somebody does something outside of the fucking show, I'm gonna be mad. But, like, you know, yeah, but also, it's like, you know, fuck it, like, who gives a shit, because, like, at least we're gonna fucking support her, like, fuck no. We're definitely gonna support her, and, like, of course, we're gonna talk more. Uh, we're gonna talk more about the movie as more is revealed. So yeah, just get ready for that. Just so yeah. Anything? Awesome. Anything else you wanna say or talk about news-wise, wrestling or other news? No, I quit you, fucking Mark. <laughs> 